Today's episode features guest Lars Eriksson, a Kansas City artist and activist, as well as a fellow podcaster. We will be covering topics in loose conversation, such as art, school, spirituality, and roommates. Thanks for listening. But, like in my Instagram stories, you know, yeah. I like I'm definitely having fun with myself, making fun of myself. Of yourself. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like that's an important part of, like, even finding yourself. Like, you have to be able to make light of even your flaws and things, you know? Yeah. To be able to oh, live life happily, or else you're just going to be a grumpy bitch all the time. Oh. <laughs> well, okay, first, tell your name. Tell your age. What do you do, like, generically, you know? Okay, okay. Uh, my name is Lars. <laughs> I am 23. Hi, Lars. I, you know, what do I do? That's a tough question. On my Instagram, I call myself American Designing because I'm a designer. But I also like to consider myself a tutorialist. You know, I definitely like to tell people how to do things. You like to give information and yeah, yeah, teach, teach. Cool beans. I don't know. Okay, we can start about high school. Yeah, sure. High school and longboarding. Oh yeah, you can talk a little bit about that, about how you made longboards and stuff mm-hmm. in high school. How did you get into all that? What do you so, think about high school? <laughs> I know high school is such a weird time. Yeah. Everyone's like so pubescent, and there's like so much happening in our bodies. Uh, and we're so heavily influenced, yet still trying so hard to figure out who you are. So it's oh, such totally. a bizarre time. Yeah. Like, I don't think I even knew myself what I was doing. Yeah. You know? Like, it just all feels like it was a, a dream at this point. Uh, you know, like, half my brain was probably developed. I can't believe right. I could, like, even do anything on my own, you know? How did I get even to school? I drove yeah. to school. I know, same. <laughs> like, same. on the road and maps and stuff. It's just a weird thought to think about. Um... But how'd you get started in making longboards in high school? Um, so basically... It's a very, like, entrepreneurship-y kind of yeah. route to take at that age. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, a good question. So, you know, I'd always met, um, admired skateboarders. And then my homeboy, Nate Howard, he's a wedding photographer now, doing some really cool things out there. I rode on this Sector 9 longboard. Now, a longboard is a very long, like, skateboard with, like, bigger wheels, so it's easier to cruise on. And I rode on his, and it felt like riding just on a cloud, you know? It's just, like, such a weird... There's such a weird sensation to the rolling aspect of it and the way, like, the board flexed, and it was so smooth, you know? It's sort of like gliding. Sort of like surfing in a way. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely surfing. Definitely surfing. You know, surfing the concrete waves. Yes. And uh, (laughs) that's, like, when I first rode a longboard and then I like later got one through Craigslist come to find out it's a very strange longboard uh just by the shape of it it was so weird but after that I was like dang well I kind of want a longboard and they are so expensive so I was like all right what does it take to like make a longboard like it's just made out of wood how hard could it be so then you know my parents being the parents (laughs) let's just make them no big deal (laughs) I know my parents have given me so much freedom growing up. They just, I think they just trust me in a different way. So, yeah. You know, suddenly I've taken over the basement. I'm like manufacturing longboards. Uh, you take thin, thin veneer, a wood, and then you glue them up next to each other. And so you're making these forms and you're bending them so you can get the concave right or camber. Those are the way the wood's like bent and stuff. It's pretty complicated. There's a lot of 
of science sort of to it for surprisingly, you know. Um, More than your average Joe would just think about yeah, when then they, these things uh, are made. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so then I was like totally making them. And it was such an interesting design process to like, I mean, take on a client, you know, so there'd be some sort of onboarding. How old were you? I Have know, you been like this? 16 or 15 <laughs> Yeah, being 16 having this clientele, manufacturing yeah. in your basement. Yeah. They'd be like, okay, I'm into this rod style. Like, I want I want this out of my longboard. And then based upon, like, their preference, I would design a board, like, specific to that. Okay. Now, longboarding, there's all sorts of things, like downhill skating. That's where you're trying to go fast. Maybe you'd have a stiffer board, something lower to the ground with a lower center of gravity. You know, these are all factors you're considering. Freestyle longboarding, you might be doing, like, more, like, flip tricks and things. Maybe you're going slower. Maybe you're doing a lot more carving. That's where you, like, weave back and forth. So right. your board's going to be a little bit springier. Maybe you want more wheel clearance. So there's going to be, like, a cutout shape for the wheel. Uh, you know, so people be like, yo, I want a board to, like, just cruise around. And then I'd be like, dope, I'll make you this. Yeah. You know, so I ended up making, like, 15 or 20 custom long boards for people. And then, like... How many would you make at a time? Like, how many um, could you manufacture at one time? Maybe a few at once, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the process would be like, you glue up the wood, it'd be like a block of wood, basically. Um, that would take like 24 hours to dry, and then I use a vacuum bag, so you create a mold out of foam, and you like sand that down, the mold, right. and then you put the wood on top of it, right? And then under a vacuum, it bends to the shape that's how you get the concave that's how your feet get locked into the board that's how you feel secure that's how like kicktails are made you know with that yeah. bend um so that takes 24 hours so i can only do one of those at a time so like if i was working on multiple boards at once i'd have, have to wait yeah yeah i'd have to wait so normally it was like i guess the process would be make the mold make the board get the board out of the mold then if there's another one maybe i'd make another mold or i'd use a mold i already have certain styles so yeah once you do enough and you have enough of each style yeah. you can kind of have that same mold yeah. to use again yeah. for those cool yeah definitely so okay you stopped making long boards obviously mm -hmm. so then when did that stop oh man the end of the, the end of an era i was gonna so just sad. say that <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so longboarding is this weird thing where you know within the groups you have these very young people they have like very robust spirits loads of free time right you know practically uninjurable right um, you know we durable as fuck yeah it's so durable I would wipe out so many times and the times I wiped out I was going slow too I'd, I'd like hit a little pebble and my board right. my board would like Flips. totally stop yeah and I'd like I'd get hurt you know I've seen so many people get really really injured oh yeah um, when even longboards less so than skateboards because on a skateboard if you hit a yeah. rock you are done done yeah but I... maybe you're going maybe you're going pretty slow though right you know like I had my friend Tiger cracked his skull got staples oh Jesus my friend EJ uh, cracked her skull bleeding out all over the concrete you know got uh, staples on her head I've had wow. numerous friends you know break their arms and yeah. get scraped up and so like you know, entering my 20s, going to college, you know, my time became disrupted. My friends were far away. Lawrence is not a good longboarding place. You yeah. know, so such a transient community. It's tough to get a group to ride together. 
So, yeah. I mean, that's when it really started. It just kind of fed its way out. Yeah. Yeah. It has. There's definitely a timeline to the long border. Life. Now there there's some pretty cool stuff going on in KC. Um, Burning Spider Stoke Company. It's like this shop down in like 39th West Plaza. It's not Westport. Yeah. They tell me that. <laughs> it's, we're not in Westport. <laughs> yeah. But they have a skateboard shop and like. I have a friend who Mark he at Young Guns. Oh yeah yeah yeah. He makes cool. those something so. Yeah. So I remember when I first saw them, I was like, oh that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's cool that they make those too. But I, yeah, I know the market is super strange because it isn't it is a super strange. popular thing here no, yet. Really. Just yeah. because everything is so spread out and kind of far away, and skateboarding and longboarding is not encouraged by authorities yeah. or yeah, the public for the most yeah. part. So, dude, so many policemen. Oh yeah, they'll get you. <laughs> they they got us. Yeah. So we'll kind of move on. What about? Ooh, we'll talk about. We'll just. Okay. College transition. So yeah. transitioning from high school to college, kind of. What was that yeah. like for you? Oh man, so yeah. I did it at a weird age. I dropped out of high mm-hmm. school when I was 15, so my sophomore year, and then I started mm-hmm. going to JUCO right after that, so that following summer. So yeah. I feel like my transition was not a normal one, mm-hmm. but I definitely really enjoyed it. I, high school yeah. was not for me. Yeah. No. Yeah. The people in college, they're a lot more open-minded I think and you're just reaching age kind of where you're gonna even like senior year in high school everybody sort of was like let's get over all the petty BS and like try and be friends yeah uh, and then did college, you carry those same people through college because I definitely did not um I really I'm friends with some I'm really good friends with a few high school classmates still yeah okay yeah but I'm probably unlike most people right I definitely make it a point to like whenever I think of somebody I shoot them a text. So you actually let them know yeah. <laughs> instead of just thinking and then yeah. letting it go. Yeah. I don't know. What was your favorite part and like what was the weirdest part about transitioning into college from high school? Mm. And where did you go and what did that look like for you? Yeah. Like did you go from your parents' house to dorms? Mm-hmm. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I went from, so 2013 I graduated high school, went to college, went to KU. Okay. Um, I was in the honors dorm. You know, the best part about it was a lot of people were like, I don't want to be too, I want to be really far from my parents. Um, I think, you know, being 30 minutes away from my parents was really great. Yeah. You know, it's just enough distance, like not really see them. When you I feel like you had your own life. Yeah. yeah. But you, it still yeah. wasn't far enough there if you're like, oh, I miss home, I miss mom, yeah. or yeah. whatever, you could go back. Oh, totally. Like, they kept me alive. So being in the honors dorm, surrounded by other engineers, 
a lot. I feel like a lot of these people, like, maybe it was their first time on their own, you know? Yeah. And so it was just really, really crazy. It was just so crazy. I feel uh, like a lot of people don't have the same freedoms, maybe, that, like, our parents allowed us to have. So, yeah, people get to college, and they're on their own for the very first time, and they yeah. just go, like, they drink all the time, they drink all the drugs, because they've never oh, had yeah. this freedom to be able to explore anything. Totally, totally. But it's so explosive, and so it's not good lifestyle-wise. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many people right. of that class, like... A, are healthy now. Right. I mean, some of them are doing really, really well. Yeah. But. But probably still not doing the same things, hopefully. At least. Yeah, hopefully not. Found that that didn't work well. Yeah. I hope, yeah. Having to learn from your choices is a tough, tough thing in life. Yeah. I don't know. I've always been one to, I don't know where it came from, but to kind of always be open to making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Even, I've never really felt bad about making mistakes, but it could have to do with, I don't know, the way I was raised. So, I'm yeah. not sure how much of it's nature and nurture. Or like, you know, just the concept of what is a mistake. Right. You know, so many of these people, yeah. they get to college and they're like, time to like do everything my parents told me not to do. And they sort of just like abandon all these like basic principles of like human, like trust and respect and suddenly they're just like responsibility everything yeah they just sort of crash into these people's lives and you know for me even for me during that time it was a pretty dark time and I learned a lot and I regret a lot um yeah so it's it's, the transition's weird you like kind of have to make mistakes but do you regret it do you regret it or do you I regret a lot of moments I think but I don't let it but you learn from them I feel like it does make you Some people, 
I graduated English lit degree. I took a lot of other courses though. And you know, you get to class and you can tell like who's done the reading and right. who hasn't. And it's like, why it's are you not, yeah, why aren't you doing it? And then they try to add their voice to the discussion, you know? It's but like, they don't really have a, a full yeah. spectrum opinion because you, yeah, totally it's not, not backed up by anything. Yeah. So. so that, you know, people argue about politics. Definitely. People are quick to just, yeah, left and right spew about that. I know. They, they don't know the facts or they don't even vote. You right. know, if you didn't vote, let's not talk about it. Yeah. Uh, tons exactly. of stuff. Go vote. That. Voting's important. Yeah. Learning to, like, talk about what you know has been, like, a big learning curve for me. Sometimes I'm in over right. my head. Well, and I think it's important to not be afraid to ask questions. Like, I know mm-hmm. something with my friends now. We've all kind of make a point to exercise each other in that way of like always questioning, okay, why are you doing this? Why do you believe in this? And even if we believe the same thing, it can still, it helps you even question like, okay, why am I believing this? Do I actually know what I'm talking about? Do I need more information before I really can believe something like this? Like it'll really help you step back and sometimes you realize you don't know as much as you thought you did, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah. It'll change your opinion on things. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, discourse. Right. That's like what Facebook's it's, become now. Ugh. I don't even know what Facebook is anymore. What even is this? Like, it's a place for people to just bitch. I know. <laughs> and promote. <laughs> Promotion, promote, marketing, yeah. And, yeah. and bitchiness. <laughs> yeah. Well, because everybody nowadays is trying to make money. I mean, Have you noticed that, though? It's, I honestly am not on Facebook enough. Uh, okay. to not, I really only get on there to post stuff sometimes and then answer messages. Like, yeah. It's totally only for business reasons, really. <laughs> we got so off topic. She's talking about cats and dogs. And I know. Even through this whole time, like, how do you stay to finding who you are? And, like, how do you, I don't know, how do you know who you are? Like how do you know that what you're doing is authentic, and how do you know that <laughs> you so know? Questions. Oh man. So yeah. Yeah. I guess it started really like when I was probably like 20 or something like that. Okay. I really began to question like. You were in college. In college, yeah. I was a sophomore, ending my like freshman year of college. You know, going through a really tough time. Yeah, when did it become important? Yeah, so it really became important when I was like, okay, what do I believe as an individual person? How has the way I was raised, the way I was told to believe things, how has that, like, shaped my existence? And what sparked this? Did you think of this on your own, or did you, like, see something, have a conversation with somebody that it Mm -hmm. kind of, like, Mm -hmm. brought this idea on? Were you just one day like, you know what? Like, yeah. I'm just kind of curious about all this now. Well, I feel like to be able to say like, who who is Lars yeah. requires me to think about that, you know. So it wasn't necessarily a conversation, but it was more like me trying to seek this like a greater integrity of like my spirit or like. So something you just brought on, yeah. Yeah, like how can I be more authentic? So okay. You know, I was questioning things like, where does happiness come from? You know, why is there, like, why do terrible things happen in the world? Um, I mean, all sorts What's of... What's the purpose of life? Questions. All of yeah. just these deep... Yeah. What's yeah. the purpose of life? You know, like, where does where does God come from? Right. Things like that. Um, so then I started what became, like, this one to two-year... 
entire journey where I like basically I like I sort of like refined or constrained my environment to like better like think about like my body and like what how I felt about things yeah in my mind so like didn't drink or do any drugs or no any kind of extra influences yeah. or distractions yeah. yeah I didn't like drink coffee which I love coffee this is so good um <laughs> Which those are just like really simple things, you know. I tried like avoided, um, you know, seeing anybody or dating anybody during that time, and so I didn't want like these outside forces to like come into my reality and like mm-hmm. change the way I like felt about my like journey. Like I really had to like can can I make happiness on my own? Right. So basically, it was like the worst two years ever, <laughs> or like the worst year ever. Uh, it was just a roller coaster of emotion, super intense. Uh, I started reading like books about how the brain works and how how the mind works. Um, you know, I like would meditate and do like all sorts of Zen activities. And yeah, were there any books that you felt in particular, or exercises in particular that you that felt, was. yeah, that you can remember? I think the biggest the biggest thing for me was just learning how to read things from that other people have written. I think there's a lot of writing out there that you have to be able to take a step back from the writing and think about like the author, what they're saying, the implications of it. I'm a pretty analytical person or I think logically about like, you know, when I decide on something, I've like, you know, researched it and thought about it. Yeah. So learning to read for me really changed things because I was reading these books about from these authors and a lot of it was just like so, uh, unsubstantial and so like you know like what is this based on like their opinion and if you apply like literary methods to it you know and you deconstruct their thoughts you know where are they coming from and so I yeah, sort why of do like they think this, yeah why do they think this but like can, can I say in my existence that like I don't agree with this author I think so basically I read all these books about happiness and like self help books and stuff Okay. And I was like, all right, I think most of this is pretty BS. Yeah. Uh, well, because who is somebody else to tell me, you know, yeah, what, I'm what happiness is or how to find that? Yeah. Yeah. It's an individualized experience. Yeah. Individual for sure. I mean, we all are in like our own bodies, you know, and like at moments we meet up, but then like, you know, we're like, sort yeah. of, it's just so weird. Like you're only in your That's own right. head. Right. Yeah. So then I like had read all these books and then I was like, all right, there has to be some ground for like truth in this world. Right. Because if you like sort of deconstruct these ideas, like time and life and, and things, you just come up with like, if you deconstruct it all the way, there's like nothing left sort of. So I was like, there has to be some ultimate truth or some absolute truth. So then I started reading, oh man, the audience can hate this started reading like um there's more like christian books and like seeking out you know during this time i sought out wisdom from like other religions and things okay and so then so did you experience or like try to experiment with other religions or was it just christianity that you kind of dabbled in um yeah i I understand that i've came i was pastor's kid so like i grew up in christianity and then 
after stuff went down, then I explored everything because I just mm-hmm. thought it was interesting to kind of see where. Because really, a, a lot of religions like come from the same basis and they believe in the same sort of thing. Yeah, or similar you know? things. Like yeah. a higher being, and you have to overcome these certain things to move on from this physical life, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. They all seem pretty similar. Mm-hmm. So I, I never like seem to connect super hard with one or the other, just because yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. those are all kind of the same idea, though. So, yeah, it's interesting that you say that. You know, I was like, I was saying, I was like, sort of practicing, like, Buddhist ideas okay. for a while. You know, and a lot of it is like, um, oh man, it's been some time since I've even thought about this stuff, but, yeah, you know, you're thinking about, like, the noble truths and life, and you're sort of trying to, like, you know, let go of these things that, like, hold you back. Right. And so in doing that, I felt like I just, you know, like, sadness isn't real or it's not going to, I'm not going to let it affect me. It's not beneficial most of the time. So, yeah, thinking that, though, and, like, living, trying to live that way, I was just realizing that, like, you know, if you're not going to have an essential element of life, then you're sort of limiting yourself as a human. And so... That's how I felt about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely felt like I was becoming more, like, mechanized yeah. as a person. And so I was trying to, I guess I was seeking out something that wasn't going to, like, cut away parts of myself, like, being sad or something. And find something that was taken, I guess, taken more of, like, my spirit, you know? And I've always felt, like, this deep, like darkness and light like at war within me and very like ephemeral ideas uh, okay. so that just brought me to Christianity that brought me to Christianity yeah yeah, yeah when I was thinking like when I was thinking of more like Buddhist ideas I guess who even knows and for my own like to be set with where I am so basically right. I was like you know I just started reading more like Christian apologetics literature, you know, that's where, like, people are like, you know, why is the Bible, like, why can the Bible be real, or, like, what in this life alludes to, like, the Christian um, story being, like, the right story? Yeah. Um, So, like, you know, you have authors like C.S. Lewis or Timothy Keller or... There's so many of them. Um, John Piper. There, or even like uh, Tolkien. I've read a lot of Tolkien literature, so like Lord of the Rings and things like that. Probably more than yeah. any of our listeners. Yeah. Um, and reading those stories, you know, where there's very like good versus evil. My question was, there's definitely evil in the world. Yeah. If we can say this is evil, then we have to have something that's like ultimately good to compare it to. Right. So what does that look like? Like and who like is to say what is good that? and evil? I know. Who can, who can say what what's good and evil? You know, everything is subjective. Like right. if this is if this is really bad, like how is that really bad? But it is interesting though, like how as a people, regardless mm-hmm. if there were no laws, like mm-hmm. if we lived in a world where there was legit like you free for all, yeah. you do exactly yeah. what is instinctual. I think a lot of us though, I guess I don't know if that comes from living then in an organized society like that or if that would come naturally but I feel like we all have though a sense of 
like the same morals though yeah, like totally. so yeah how did where does that even come from where does our natural set of morals come from yeah definitely and why do some people learned. not have that you know yeah, yeah. i mean in, in any country if you yes, I mean, you, if you hurt somebody that's not okay right yeah. well and i mean most of the time as a average sort of person like yeah. we yeah you wouldn't want to like go out and just punch a random person in the face like what yeah. stops your inner yeah yeah, yeah. or like How maybe you really there? do but like other people aren't okay with it <laughs> right you know it's like you're just like being really pissed right now bro don't punch him just chill yeah yeah so yeah that's like I don't know. you know i started thinking about that like where does that that sort of idea come from so yeah i don't know also so then what, how does being christianity like <laughs> why is that so the you, one? well i mean like so how why is it important to you to like have a label uh, as a religion idea. like why do you need yeah or why do you want you know that kind of yeah. thing rather than just being okay with not knowing or with mm-hmm. like yeah what, what's that drive to then have that like i am a christian or i am this that is that's good you say that (laughs) i guess you know doing my having constrained my environment or like thinking i'd constrain my environment and like seeing where happiness comes from or trying to find you know happiness i can definitely say since um yeah so basically you know finding like trying to find the truth in my life you know what is my purpose things like that then i was like how does that affect my life and how i live right you know if they're if we are born out of people you know from this sort of nothing into all of a sudden something <laughs> something yeah and like there is something beyond our own world that could have eternal consequences for us you know that is something worth questioning and worth thinking about right so for me you know, saying I'm a Christian, it definitely, it moves beyond this life. It has its effect in this life. Um, it affects how I live now. I feel like now. it does. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it affects how I live now, like. Um, so it's something that encourages you to even just, like. Yeah, like, sit sit back and, like, think think about myself, think about how. The way you treat others or the way mm-hmm. you're affecting the world or your mm-hmm. environment. Yeah. I definitely have not lived the perfect life. Uh, Nobody has. It's not possible. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's move on. Yeah, religion. But anyways, roommates are interesting. Roommates are interesting. Um, it's weird. It's weird, yeah, trying to cohabitate with other... Because, like, you don't realize how comfortable and stuff you are mm-hmm. and how easy it is to live with, like your family or like in your own space or whatever until you have to live with people that you've never lived with before like when you're forced to be in situations with each other when you don't want to be around other people even totally totally yeah like how you handle that can affect so much that i because right now i live with my parents i had a roommate we had a house together um things did not go the best so to speak um (laughs) Yeah, I think we just had different... Because it can make a difference the kinds of values you have as human beings. Like, as people, you have to make sure that you kind of have the same morals and values to be able to live together. Yeah. Because it affects everything. It affects how yeah, clean yeah. your house is, even, like, how you both go about situations in your daily lives and even handling when the handyman wants to come over, handling yeah. rent or paying things. Like, if you don't have the 
same views on those yeah, kinds yeah, of things, totally. it, it can totally be catastrophic. Catastrophic. Yeah. Like if, if my roommates were trying to party every day, yeah. I'd be not down for that. Yeah. I'm trying to sleep. Right. <laughs> I had a lot of different roommates. I've been a terrible roommate to people. I mean, the worst roommate ever. Uh, so have you been in multiple roommate situations? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've had... I've lived in like a few different houses at this point with different different roommates. Okay. And I've been the roommate that like leaves the dishes in the sink, leaves the stuff everywhere. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to brew my kombucha on the table <laughs> yeah. and my roommates are like, bro, what's this? And that's before kombucha was like really well known by people. Now it's like mass produced. It's like, okay, you're just like it's a, a huge thing now. you're just like a organic green person. But back then it was like, bro, that's like gross, man. Something's grown in there. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's my that SCOBY. Bro, that's a symbiotic organism of bacteria and yeast. I'm trying to get <laughs> Bro, like, my on. probiotics. <laughs> um, so having been the terrible roommate. Okay. Now I, that's I, good I, that you can say that about yourself, though. You uh, know, most people would not say that they were the bad roommate. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, but I know, I know I was a bad roommate. <laughs> They'd be like frustrated with me, and I'd do nothing about it. You'd just be like, well, fuck it. Yeah, but now it's like... I know you need the pan when I'm not using it, so I will clean it now, you know? So now yeah. the dishes, now I do my dishes. Yeah. The type of personality I have is best suited, independent, <laughs> unless if it was like a partner or somebody, yeah. you know, or somebody yeah. that I really was like close with that we'd spent a lot of time <laughs> kind of conjoined at times when we didn't want to together. Yeah. Oh yeah, That's it'd be great it. to live on, on your own if I you can really, afford it. I feel like so many people though especially getting out of high school and like when you get into college and stuff like you think you're supposed to have these roommates and you know you gotta like get your life together and start going at it and i know so many people that have gotten into these situations and they're like oh shit this is so different than i thought it would be like it sounds fun living with a bunch of other people until sometimes you do it and then you're like oh it's important to like <laughs> know who your roommates are and kind of be close before <laughs> i mean some of those situations are really bad yeah. But there are things, there it are ways to, to mediate it, yeah, and, like, having those tough conversations with people, like, you yeah. can't leave, like, all your stuff everywhere all the time, or, like, you know, maybe don't play your music super loud at 3 a.m., you know, when I'm trying to sleep. Um, well, so how would you encourage somebody who is going into, like, a new roommate situation, mm -hmm. or they're, like, finding themselves in that position? Like, what's advice that you would give to them? Yeah. Sometimes you're in a situation you, you actually have to get out of it. Right. I mean, which happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> you had to just like you have to <laughs> abandon shit. Yeah, escape. It's really just not a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, if you have a difficult time like talking with your roommate, maybe like you know don't. You know, sometimes you just have to be the bigger person to like apologize for something, even if right. it wasn't your fault, and. Well, I guess, okay, so my roommate was to you know, have people over at all sorts of times. You like, know, really, like, morning, yeah. the question would be, like, how is it affecting me? Okay. You know, like, so yeah, you question how it affects start. you. Then you have to, like, be really objective with how it's affecting them, too. Like, if it's right. really, if it's really unhealthy. Because right, that's a hard position. That's what I was into. Yeah. It was like, I know that this is not, it's not good for anybody, you know, let alone, yeah. like, especially yeah. this person. And, like, you don't. When you care about somebody, I don't know, it's a tough conversation to have sometimes. I'd maybe, okay, what you would do is you'd start out, 
you know, be really honest, honest with them and not in like an angry way. I'd say after that, you know, if they're not responsive to how they might be damaging their life, you know, then well, you want to like, yeah, yeah include other, I would include like a few really close friends in the conversation too, and then, and then maybe approach them. And if it's still like, if the, something is still persisting or something like that, you know, that's maybe where you look at trying to exit the situation, exit maybe. situation, yeah. or maybe find someone else yourself. that like that person might respect a little bit more. You know, part right, of it like might this be, might work better with this person. Yeah, yeah. or like if the conversation's so heated that like you, you and your close friends can't talk to the person. You know, maybe you right. find someone to mediate the conversation. Right. Um, but the idea is that you want to you want to talk it out. You don't want to let you don't want to sit on your feelings and be like salty and let that change your house dynamic. You know, you want to have fun. Right. So okay, there's there are a few pra- yeah. there are a few really practical things to do. You know, one thing I've done is you just take away a lot of the dishes. Okay. You know, so like if I'm going through the sink and like we have forty forks and like ten plates <laughs> oh and like God. six bowls. Unnecessary. Oh, you have no idea. I mean, yeah. it's in both sinks and it's on the counter and it's just like oh, it just geez. is a trail. Okay, it's it's gross. It's objectively gross. Yeah. You know, and then I'm having to do all these to to cook anything. What you can right. do is, you know, you can just take away like if you if there's only two of you and you don't have friends over a lot of the time, yeah. just take away those dishes. You know, at most there can be six dishes that are dirty. Yeah. And then you're only that's true. cleaning that's six true. dishes. So that's what that's, a good that's solution. worked. Okay. Yeah, that's worked in the past. Our big a big thing for me, I think, in our in our house and different roommates I've had is that I really like is what we call the encouragement wall. Yeah. I was showing you it earlier. Yeah, it's super cool. Um Basically, it's this like anonymous signboard. We use sticky notes, and then you have like of your roommates, you have their different names. Yeah. And then you post up. You can like write a sticky note like of something that you see them do that like you think you should encourage them about. So, like when I see my roommates do the dishes, I think that's a really big deal. When I see them clean the house, I think that's a really big deal. You know, yeah. if they um, take the time out of their day to do something for me, that's really cool. Um, you know, there are moments where they do some, they go out of their way to do something and I live with guys and guys are like not receptive to encouragement yeah. very well or like they're not like, that was awesome of you to do that. And so the encouragement just, wall... Males are not naturally that way, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the encouragement wall sort of displaces the effort of saying that and it just puts it like, you know, who knows who wrote it, but you were seen doing this thing. And I think that has really broken down some of these, like, very, like, uh, like, powerful ideas within us. Like, those are my dishes. Like, I don't want to serve other people. Like, I'm too cool to do this sort of thing. And it's shifting it It encourages healthy habits and healthy ideas. Yeah, or, like, this idea of, like, selflessness. Like, let's, let's, like, help each other out. Yeah, like even when you think that nobody's watching or paying attention, like they are. So like yeah. the things that you do that are even small make a difference like that. Yeah, they in make everyday a difference. Lives. Yeah. And then it's like you know when I see something that's been written, it's like oh that's sweet. Yeah. That like they notice me doing this thing. And well, even if you're having like a bad day though, like to go up, yeah, and look at oh, it yeah. and be like oh shit, like yeah, yeah that made me feel better or whatever. Yeah, it's like I hung out with this but person and they like. You know, enjoy hanging out with me. Yeah. You're like, you're sort of starting a conversation without using words. Yeah. It's like an unsaid, like, dynamic yeah. that you're creating, yeah. which is great, though. It's like a very healthy, positive one. So yeah, what are some good. other things, like? As far as, like, how to 
dudes roommate dynamics and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We done. We've done our like. I guess like the oh, define the house thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just like a group activity. Like, what is a home? You pose that question, and then like people can answer. You know, and it's interesting to see what people are writing. But also, like when they're when they're posted, then there's sort of this overall group idea of like this is what we want our home to be. This is what other people in our home think it is. This is what these people think it is. And you know, for me, like seeing like play games together or like video games, things like that, things that I don't normally do. Yeah. And seeing that my other roommates care about it, like that's something that I don't go to. Yeah. But because they care about it, I'm willing to do that with them. Yeah. You know, so. You know what is a home that might be a good thing like if right. a home is a place to like you know rest then hopefully y'all are resting there you know? <laughs> right like, and no one's getting crazy all the time no one's getting crazy all the time. see i think that's something that is a good question to ask even before you move in with people like when you're yeah. having this moment yeah. of like should we move in together should i move in with these people i think that's such a good question to ask is like what is your idea of a home yeah because if yeah. it's not the same idea of things it's, it yeah. could really not work out. Like Dude, you were saying, like if this is a place you just come to to dump your shit off and run, like, you yeah. know, then that environment might be a little messier, you know, or totally, whatever. Totally. Yeah, yeah, so that can really say a lot. Give yeah. you insight without, like, knowing that beforehand. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, so they're definitely smart. roommate situation where people get into them too quickly. Right. Without knowing the other person's, like, habits. You don't question. But, like, sometimes, I know at least in my situation that was totally the case, is... No, not that my parents, I mean, it was kind of like, I, especially with high school and college, though, you don't um, have, I never had any insight or help, though, like, telling me, like, okay, this is what you should do before you move in with somebody. You know, this is something that you question, or, like, like, this is something to to think about. Yeah, like, right, like, these are things, like, taxes, and, like, yeah, even just how to pay bills, how to pay rent, Yeah, yeah, handling lawn care, all these things that you don't get taught so you get in these situations and you're just like oh shit i had no idea what i was yeah. going to it's like you're gonna pay me for these utilities right right <laughs> and they're like, they're like, like no, I thought you were. yeah exactly it's like dude that's not how it works but yeah. okay yeah exactly they're just things that which kind of goes back to like high school and college there's a lot of classes and things i wish they would teach about like resumes taxes totally. yeah. house how to get a house how to yeah. I don't know, credit, all those things. Yeah. Like, oh no, even like credit, I mean, that's a big thing for you moving with somebody. Like, you should probably know each other's credit scores. You should probably, like, and if you have debt and those things, like, those are conversations you need mm-hmm. to have. Like, mm-hmm. you gotta be transparent and honest. Yeah. And if somebody that you're moving in with is not that way or is not comfortable with being that way, then that's not a great scenario. Not a great scenario. Yeah, you gotta be open. Um, you can't have, like, <laughs> it's what's up homies so this is Lars I like social media I think it can be a powerful tool um you can find me at Narfarian G-N-A-R-F-A-R-I-A-N that's my main Instagram I post a lot of just really silly stories you know just trying to encourage people and have fun with it um I also make hand stamped jewelry like bronze necklaces and stuff you can find that on Instagram at Spoken Metal you know, the goal there is just to, like, create conversations, like, make these necklaces that have words on them, and maybe someone's like, what does that, what does that word mean, like, and then you can tell them a story about it, you know, maybe something really impacted your life, um, I sell those for, like, 10 bucks, and I also have a podcast, too, which Phoebe might, like, link to at some point, but, 
It's called um, God's Design. It's about the intersection between creativity, entrepreneurship, and having a personal faith in Jesus. You know, what does that look like? Uh, I know a lot of really talented small business owners, and so I'm just interviewing those people and creating that conversation as well. Like maybe you need to start a side hustle, and that's that's what that's about. I'm fascinated with that, and yes, yeah, so those are my those are my deals. So check them out. <laughs>